Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. I'm Grant Park, and I'm joined here today with my co-host, Liam McGuinness. Hello. And uh, my fellow foreigner, or if only, um, yes, Georgian Mannion, after <laughs> you. Good afternoon. <laughs> and uh, this, this is actually being produced by Liam going forward, which is fantastic. Each episode, one of us is going to go into bat for an album that we believe is flawless. However, we varied the content today, and we're going to live on the edge, and we've invited a special guest. Very special guest. Ve- uh, spe- more special for, for some, called Michelle. And um, hello, Michelle. Hello. Thanks and for having sh- me. Welcome. And she's going to be pitching for why her album of choice today is uh, flawless. So welcome and over to you. Thanks for having me, folks. How do you do? <laughs> I'm playing on the You're playing thing. on accents yeah. today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today I want to have a chat about White Stripes. So do we all know White Stripes? I don't... Yes. 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 Very, like, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, I am in fact wearing... A white you stripes are. uniform today. Yes. Of black, white, and red. Yeah. yeah. And stripes. Yeah. Very much. Intentionally? No. Candy cane army. Accidentally wears Wally. Um, mm, okay. That's my look. That is my look today. So thank you for bringing this album forward on a day I chose to dress like Perfect. them by accident. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with their second album as being flawless. So Disdale. Disdale is uh, Dutch for the style, and they dedicated the album to a Dutch architect that was part of the the, the Disdale art movement, and they dedicated it to um, an American blues player that they cover a lot of, um, Blind Willie Tell. Interesting about this album is it's it was back in like an innocent age for the White Stripes so it was when we kind of still thought they were brother and sister maybe perhaps it was a little bit vague and they kind of played on that vagueness because they loved that marketing feel about it um, and it's before they were huge so it's before um, that killer chord of Seven Nation Army that okay. would get chanted when they would play mm-hmm. like i can't imagine being in a band and you come back for the encore and the crowd's already calling the chord yeah. like <laughs> that's just mind-boggling <laughs> like when does that happen yeah yeah um it's before they got sued by this their sound engineer it's before they got sued <laughs> by um having fist fights with band members that they're meant to be friends with it's you're uh, painting a glorious yeah. picture of the band it's before I feel like a, lot of, out a lot of these guys a, and what's it happened? was before yeah. a lot of stuff Damn. happened to the to white stripes yeah. yeah before like even here in australia they i think their first single that did anything here was hotel yorba yes so that was it was even before that yeah so it was when they were still presumably probably only well known if at all in the u.s yeah, and probably more of like a little cult following. Yeah, it's probably cult not. Yeah. Um, they were known in the UK from the first album. 
The very first one. Oh, the hipsters were all on them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 The hipsters yeah. were there. Yeah. yeah. The I art mean, students I lived with were yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I assume yeah. the Australian hipsters would have been on board, but it would have been like it's such a smaller thing. I remember it, it being now. talked about, like right. people talking about white stripes. Yeah. Um, but not till Ho- um, Hotel Yorba, which is on the n- the next album, yeah. that I actually started paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. So I discovered this al- this album by going towards back catalogue. Yeah. So. Um, it's oh, it's not the album that I discovered them on. I yes. discovered them with with white blood cells. Yes. But then I went backwards and um, I found this a bizarre pitchfork of all things um, article about those three albums. So their first album, this um, Distale and White Blood Cells, because they were the um, the three the three releases before Jack White jumps off and does third man records yeah um and just the progression that they're doing in each album is just like leapfrogs each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think what they have in distale is kind of it's like the um it's like the foundation stone of what jack white's career has kind of become mm-hmm. um he produced all three albums so he, pro- he produced his album and then that kind of got him what, so this was before he was producing like a Loretta Lynn album. Mm-hmm. Like he's just gone s- to the stratosphere after the, all of his White Stripes work, which is um, I've seen like a little video on Facebook of take with that with a grain of salt, really. But um, creating Jack White as being the savior of the like vinyl industry. Okay. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> he was doing same nice. day printing of particular yes. vinyl and stuff like that, and there's yeah. lots of gimmicks around it. But I, Ex- there, yeah. I think dance music has been maintaining the vinyl exactly. industry for a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not going to change. Yeah, you kind of need a like a little asterisk at the end of the video, guy. Yeah, and only for the rock industry. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and also metal and hardcore have been coming out on vinyl yeah. for a long. In fact, my yes. own in, my indie bands. Was um, yes. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's definitely put on a pedestal a lot as being um, a very the cornerstone for a lot of stuff that goes on now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and effectively, they they were just a garage rock revival band, really. Yeah. That is all about the low tech, lo fi. Record the album in your living room and get it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why did you choose this one of their catalogue? Um, it is... they On this album, they're wearing their influences on their sleeve. So the tracks are all so diverse. They all jump around in their influences. And um, I kind of like a band that kind of shows where their roots are. And I think in if you look at what the White Stripes catalogue is... This is really where they acknowledge like their what's behind them and so all the fantastic artists that they're all in, influenced by and after this they go, all right, now we go do it ourselves. So I see that as being flaws and that is really contributing to what the White Stripes become mm-hmm. after this album. See, for me, the White Stripes are one of the bands that I wanted to put forward as someone that we debate their back catalogue about. 
because oops no it's fine <laughs> don't, don't say oops no it's okay because we've talked about this certain albums that yeah. say Liam and I would put a different album forward for a certain on the same artist yeah, yeah. on yeah. the same yeah. artist yeah. or like maybe Grant and I would yeah. and it's like so for someone like the White Stripes they've got so many with different yeah. hits and things mm. like that it, was, it would be one of those that I'd be like quite happy to go pick pick four of their records and let's debate which one is flawless or yeah. whatever about it so that's why I was interested to see why yeah. he chose this one yeah so very quick side note who which album would you pick from White Stripes yeah um I would probably pick the very first yeah White Stripes I forgot the title the White it's Stripes it's just the White, oh, it's just called the White Stripes self-titled yeah self-titled The White yeah. Stripes it was the rawest um it was around the time when I was listening to like the White Stripes and the Moldy Peaches and stuff like yeah. that. So it yeah. was just it was bands that went, "Hey, we don't necessarily play our instruments well, but we've got a lot to say, um, mm. and yep. um, we aren't necessarily in tune." And yes, yeah. we've self-produced, <laughs> and yeah. you can tell you've self-produced yeah. because nobody's told you no at yeah. any yes. point in the yeah. recording process. Yep. Um, but in in some way, it was like kind of nice and kind of quaint and lovely. So yeah. that that one for me is my that's my formative years one yeah like it was we had a cassette version of it uh that we shared amongst the art students i lived with when i was like 16 in this house in brighton on the the bohemian capital of england and stuff like that so that's what it'd be like first one yep that's their raw cool like no big hits just raw yeah yes what would be yours I would have to take one song out. This is gonna be. This would be the problem. Is I'd have to take one song out, but then I would go like the super poppy route and go elephant. Yep. Elephant. But, I, but I'd have to take. But I have to take one song off it. Which song? Which song? Uh, in the cold, cold night. Okay. The yeah. one where Meg sings. Where Meg sings. Yeah, Meg yeah, sings. Yeah. No, all right. So if you cut that okay. one out. Fine. I I will always remember listening to that album the first time and like I'd heard Seven Nation Army and then listening to the rest of mm. the way through. I was like, oh my god, this is the most amazing album I've ever heard. It's like just crazy how great it is and it's grabbing me right from the start. And then you can never get that experience of listening to it for the first time back again. Like every time now, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's no surprise. And like I know what it's going to do. So, yeah. yeah, Elephant would be it for that me. That album's interesting because they – I remember reading that. I think they, they, wrote, they recorded it and wrote it in like two weeks. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's crazy to me. It is crazy, yeah, mm. yeah. Bloody yeah. artists, yeah, yeah. Damn doing their art in record creating time, creating stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just doing it all over Damn the place. Them. So, yeah. for those people who don't necessarily know, who are the White Stripes, Michelle? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. So, White Stripes That's is um, cast of thousands. Cast of thousands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, Jack White and Meg White. Um, they originally were saying that they were brother and sister, but it's actually Jack took Meg's name when they got married. Um, they were divorced before they started recording any albums. Um, and I think um, Jack perhaps liked the idea they had the same name but not related. Um, and I think he probably felt that saying that they were in a relationship or previously in a relationship or could be in a relationship kind of distracted from the music. So they just said, she's my big sister. Yeah. And off they went. Yeah. Okay. So Meg White plays drums, and then Jack White does everything else. Any, anything else you hear on the album? So slide, Not harmonica. Not the, he doesn't play the violin. Doesn't he? No. Who plays the violin on the album? Somebody else. Okay. His name I can't remember. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. They so found someone. Meg yeah. drums, and then Jack does and organizes most of the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Meg's not quite known for her amazing drumming ability, but that's kind of the quirkiness about the White Stripes. Mm. It kind we, of might, we might loop back around to that. We might. We might. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what are, what, what are some of the songs on the album that you want to talk about? Um, I think probably the highlight for me on the album is um, Truth, Do- Truth Doesn't Make a Noise. song is just incredible um i also like how the album has um um covers so there's two covers on there um both by like some american blues artists um that they're kind of digging up some history to to show their influences um so many of the songs they're showing their influences so there's led zeppelin there's um, there's some Hendrix going on. Um, I think what the Oak Night, You're Pretty Good Looking, um, is such a kink song. I don't know what's not. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, same with um, I'm Bound to Pack It. What was it? Bound to Pack It Up. Pa- yeah. Such a kink song. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, just oozes the, this gorgeous 60 pops influence going on. in some rock so we've got some Led Zeppelin feels going on there's um, like um, let's build a home kind of has like a Bon Scott influence to it so you kind of got yeah all these like dancey rock stuff going on um, I like the um, like just being a little bit artsy so with like Jumble Jumble and they've got the little sample yeah that nine second sample at the front of it um, that they later get sued for. Like a mouse. 
I'm wondering what they got sued for, but yeah. Settlement out of court for yeah. that one. Okay. It was out of, out of court settlement. Um, the radio host that that snippet is from sued them because she wanted the um, she wanted the album take taken off the shelves. But nah, she settled. Yeah. <laughs> she settled. Mm. So yeah, I really love um, Hello Operator. Yes, yes. I think that should have been the first song. I exactly agree with you. Right. I am so annoyed that that's not the first song on this yeah. record. It's almost... Because it, it sounds like the White Stripes. Yeah. Mm. It's yes. almost like a Seven Nation Army. Like, it would have been almost Seven Nation Army big if it was yeah. like that's that first, that kick in. Just yeah. yeah. Bam. Hits that riff right into it. And then, yeah. surprised that they started so slowly yeah. with the pretty good looking because mm. I was like why yeah, would you start slowly this isn't you especially because I'd yeah. heard yes. I'd heard sure. before yeah. so where they were just raw and rocking they didn't care um, but then on Hello Operator the vocals are totally on point for where Jack White goes in his in his career um, and, I was like, and I was like should have been track one mm. yeah. do you not think that that's why it's not is because we you know the fans and I'm, I'm new to White Stripes. I I was Seven Nation Army and yes, And now I want to listen to more. <laughs> I'm super excited to listen to all of them. Um, but I think it's almost mine. It's like the, people were expecting them to go um, Hello Operator. Well, at that point, nobody expected anything of them. Yeah, no, yeah, that, them. yeah that's, that first album. that's the interesting really? thing. Yeah. They yeah. weren't having a huge following yet. So, so yeah. as I said, we had a bootleg tape in Jeez. a share house of yeah. artists. Okay. But, so, like, it was, um, and that was of the first record. Mm. So, at this yes. point, there was no expectation. Nothing. So, they could have done whatever they wanted. Yeah. And, and it's nothing. a surprise that they didn't start with something that okay. they, mm. like, they had like that. And then at the end, they had a lot of rockier numbers, but mm. in between. The last triplet. Yeah, it's, yeah, the it's, last triplet. it's very much like it starts off with like some 60s pop and then it gets heavier. Yeah. Or more rockier as it goes. Because I think it's goes. the same as like, uh, Why Can't You Be Nicer to Me should have been the last song on the album. So they've got the extra little Your Southern Can Is Mine cover at the end. Yep. That totally doesn't fit for me at all. It doesn't sound like anything uh, else that's on the album. Yeah. And yeah. they go out hard with the three. Let's build a home, jumble, jumble, why can't you be nice to me? And that song feels like it should just be the end. It's like a, a full stop. And then even like a bonus track or something yeah. like that is not really on the album. Well, but this is it like, is just a cover. Yeah, but yeah. it's just completely different to yeah. anything else that's yeah. on there. And it just yeah, no, it's really, fair. It really yeah. doesn't, yeah. Sort of I did enjoy that Meg me. was doing some vocals on that one. Yeah, I like. I was like, that gave her a mic. Quite nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's quite sweet. Fair yeah. enough, because she doesn't even play drums on all of the tracks. So mm. it was just like, yeah, okay, mm. that was nice. Um, but I know what you mean. Like, they had the three. It was the triplet. So I, I've got like when Let's Build a Home came in. I was like, Rocky, finally, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Okay. like, like this is what I, this is what I'm looking for in the White Stripes and stuff. So and then. Uh, bringing in Why Can't You Be Nicer to Me was when they brought in the fiddle mm. yes. so I was very happy with that one Why can't you be nicer to me 
Yeah, like a bit of fiddle, because there was so much influence of the blues, but then it was almost lacking the extra parts that make the blues mm. the blues. Like you can either be the guitar on your yeah. own, or you can be the guitar with a band. And it kind of, when you're playing so much bluesy mm. stuff, and there's a bit of piano, and there's a little bit of violin, and then it's like, mm, nope, that's all you get. But I, I do love like all the sly guitar on Little Bird. Love Little Bird. Yeah, Little Bird, yeah. great. It's a lot yeah. And then also in the Death Letter cover as well, there's a lot of slide on that as well. And he's really good. Yeah. At it. He's so good at the slide. I just, he's I'd, love so to be, good. I'd love to be able to see them in a small venue. Wouldn't that be, yeah. Like not with 20,000 people. Yeah. George is making a face at me. Mm. I was making a face because I said he's okay at the slide. He's oh. Are you good at the slide? Oh, no, I'm not, but I was brought up by musicians that are. Oh. Yeah. That mm. Who are like absolutely phenomenal blues guitarists or blues grass guitar- sure. bluegrass guitarists and stuff like that. Yeah. So when I listen to it, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I, I listen to it and go, that's some slide. You've, d- you've, you've done it now. Mm. I, I get it. I get the mm. point. Like, you've, you've done your slide. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, and, but I, I used to work, I used to go to yes. the kind of clubs and bars and stuff when I was far, when I was really, really young. And I was too like, young. Too young. Yeah. And yeah. I was taken there by my father. And, and someone would go, oh, you need to play the slide. And they didn't have, like, an actual one of the tubes to play with. Yeah. And so they'd pick up a beer bottle mm. and they'd play with the neck of the beer bottle. And, and they'd play absolutely smack mm. out some incredible slide guitar with, like... Upside down beer bottle. Yeah, with an upside down upside down beer bottle with uh, maybe two strings missing on a guitar and they yeah. just hammer out some absolutely incredible beautiful blues yeah. and stuff and you're like yeah so that when I go that's good slide I'm like that's a really good slide yeah. and so whereas I, I was like I was like yeah good good blues slide guitar uh, bluesy slide guitar on some of them and stuff but um, yeah, I was expecting more but yeah. then going back to their first album it again it's so raw and it's like hey we it's almost like we're we picked up these instruments mm. and we're playing it and I should have researched the title better because distel meaning is a minimalist movement yes. in Dutch art and architecture and okay. music etc and so when I realized that yeah the pairing back on the tracks oh, makes okay. a bit more sense yeah. to me now because yeah. I'm like oh they are they are in homage of distel yes. kind of um rigid lines and like um and minimalist kind of attitude and yeah. stuff like that so it it was i was a lot more forgiving towards it at that point yeah it's like okay fine They're being yeah because i think there's like a little line in like the sleeve notes of the album that talks about like um like removing excess and having perfection by taking away things so, mm. yeah, yeah, that makes like, sense. Well, that's what, like, yeah. Mondrian was their influence well, for the cover, wasn't it? So yes, yeah, yeah. It makes, it makes sense. They're just surrounded by those blocks and stuff. And, mm. yeah, the, the minimalism definitely comes through. But it's almost like you need to be... Some, for someone like me, I wanted my yeah. hand held to be told, this is going to be minimalist. <laughs> <laughs> it's so the hints were a little bit too subtle. <laughs> they, were too, they were too subtle for me at the time, yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you were saying about Death Letter, because that was a single. So it was a, okay. cov- it was a cover. It was a yeah. cover, yeah. Yeah, but wasn't that... Wasn't it was released that, as a single? 
Wasn't that released in the uh, I thought it was. I've got the only single as being Hello Op- Operator. Ah, so I, thought it was, I thought it was Hello Operator and Death Letter were the two singles. Mm. But it could have just been... I might have done some wrong research, so apologies for that. You can... It's, okay. it's worth double-checking. You can I am, do, I am yeah. double-checking right yeah. now. Because I did... See or it could just be that it was... Um, that I saw that it was a cover rather than mm. it was the single. Uh, Hello Operator is the only single. It is the only single. Yeah. Oh, May, May 2001. Oh. Which I was a little bit relieved about because that, that then helps my seven-inch collection. It's like, oh. Well, yes. Because <laughs> I, I have a thing of just tracking down Jack, Jack White related seven inches. And yeah, it's like, oh, easy. I need one to get yeah. this album complete. Oh. <laughs> I've got a Black Bells one, I think, if you, if yes. you want. The, the, the blue ones, ones? yeah, yeah. Let's discuss vinyl. Women on podcast discussing vinyl. vinyl. Oh yeah. Awesome. So, what else? Tell us more about this record for you. Um, I, I, I like the little bit of the artsy feel to it. So they're not just being garage rock. They've got like the artsy stuff going on, so like the little samples and um, being influenced by the art movement and being bed back and quite minimalist. I, I, I think it's is um, interesting because White Stripes do just keep getting, they just kept getting artsier and artsier, yeah. but then bigger and bigger at the same time, which is just fascinating because you would often think that as a band gets more arty and eclectic that you would think their fan base would actually diminish but the white stripes it kind of made it bigger mm. yeah they're certainly a very good brand yes yeah okay yeah like they make good music but they're a really good brand yeah and they've been as as you talked about the guessing of their relationship in the early mm. stages meant that there were parodies of them and there was people um having fake jack and meg in the back of us yes. taxi in music videos and yeah. making out going but are they brother and sister who knows <laughs> and it was just this alluding to in the pop circles and stuff so yeah they have got bigger and bigger but yeah. they are certainly they are now just a brand to be reckoned with yeah, yeah it was just fascinating how how that works in something that's such a creative outlet yeah music that you're actually trying to make it um profitable mm. um and such a devoted fan. So the people who were following them for those two, th- those first two albums yep. were cult fans. Yep. It's like um, on Pitchfork there was this list of these weird incidences of White Stripes fans doing things. Right. Like it's just... Oh, like, no. a whole, like, like a whole thing. Like, yeah, a yeah, whole yeah. thing. They were listing all these people who yeah. were just mm. doing odd things on the behalf of White Stripes. It's, it's like... An incredible like commitment to a band. It's yeah. just like it just sh- brings so much passion to so many people, which is just quite beautiful. Mm. Mm. So Grant, you mentioned this was essentially your first yes. exposure to White Stripes. What did you think? Well, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, before the podcast started, I walked in here and I said, "I'm." Um, I mentioned I'm, I'm richer for this for Flawless AM, a music podcast overall because I'm learning so much about great music and good bands um, and so I, I wasn't I was literally seven nation army that's me that's the only one that made it to South Africa um, was it beginning of two th- early 2003 or something like that when it was also? yeah so, would have been around yes. then yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and listen to this one and and, and really I, I thoroughly enjoyed it so 
um, it was it was really good for me. I enjoyed it. Cool. Mm. So compared to Seven Nation Army, what did you think to this? Because um, they're, they're very, they produced very different. Things. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, and I think mm. that's, that's probably what what grabbed me was it's like these guys are raw and they've got an opinion and they, and um, relative to other albums that have been pitched in the past, there's I felt the passion in these guys, um, and and it was variants and the covers because I was listening to it and again for for the first time, I was going I know, I I've heard this song before and I couldn't pick where it was from and it was mm. you know southern. Um, you know, Southern American or they were cover versions of, of, of songs that I heard before but didn't know mm. um, and strong Led Zeppelin influence with, and I, I thoroughly enjoy them um, so I, I suppose I, I'm i glad for Seven Nation Army and, and that but that's the commercial side of it and I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying you know what was before that um, mm. and, and the variances of it and the covers and so um, good album Mm. They're definitely an, another band that um, that enjoy doing covers of things because yes. they've got that famous colour of um, Dolly Parton's jo- Jolene, and it's like, yeah, it, I I enjoy when a band like has some fun with some covers. Yeah, mm. Mm. and they, especially, I mean, I suppose with Jolene, but with their other covers, it's always been about like we want you to know who these people are. Yeah. We want you to listen yeah. to us go, and we'll tell you it's a cover, and you go and find who these people are. Yeah. And that's why I love bands when they do covers like that. Not just like, oh, we think we can do better than this or we think we've got a new spin on this song. It's like, no, no, we're doing this so that you go and find out who mm. these people are and you get exposed to the music that we've been exposed to. Mm. And Can Jack White seems to have this romantic notion of how things were. So when he does do those those covers, he really does want you yeah. to go investigate mm. these, these, these other artists that he obviously holds quite dear yeah and they have such a distinctive sound as well yes. they can yeah. you can do a cover when they do a cover you know it's the white stripes yeah. doing a cover yeah. yes like it's there's no messing around no. um no. and like jack white's got his brand in himself as you mm. as we talked about so uh, yeah i think it does it does something good to amplify unheard people by doing covers of their stuff yeah for sure when you're mm. in your distinct way like mm-hmm. he could probably cover almost anything I'd like to hear him cover Taylor Swift. He probably has. Which one? Uh, Shake It Off. Okay. Yeah, I just think that'd be good. Just because of the the timbre of his voice, I think would be an interesting, um, uh, like, like juxtaposition. Yes. Just throwing the words out. (laughs) Uh, Are you from England? uh, (laughs) Apologies. Uh, Yeah, with something with, like, real, with really distinct saccharine sweet pop. Yes. I Mm. think would be really nice. Dripping. Yeah. Dripping with sugar. Is that the, the word that we don't use at the moment? With sugar, sugar. yeah. The devil is sugar. Devil's sugar. So, yeah, I think it would be... I'd, I'd like to hear that. Is yeah. there anything... Yeah. What What do you want to hear Jack White cover or, or the White Stripes cover? <gasps> I would have said 22. Is that, is that, that's one of hers, isn't it, as well? Uh, I don't Tay-tay. actually. I think it is. T-Swizzle. Exactly. I think, yeah, probably. I would have... If you're going to go that, that commercial, I would have said that one because it's horrendously sugary sweet. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like maybe not as bad as Shake It Off, but wow. Well, maybe some really hardcore death metal. We'll, we'll have to think about this. We'll yeah, yeah I can't think of anything. You know, you can, I've, maybe, I've got a song what about Nothing Else Matters, Metallica? But a bit of poppy, I'd be interested to, to, to hear it go. Yeah. I've got but a song, but you go, only Michelle will have heard it. It's by the Vasco era, who have a lot of similar influences. Um, oh Honeybee, yeah. which is like this giant epic eight-minute monstrosity that requires this 
complete physical devotion to be able to play and do properly, and he would be amazing at it. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But you guys haven't heard it, so it doesn't really yeah. help you. No, it doesn't <laughs> help me. So well, you didn't you, bring it you, forward when as you tag life drops because on I will be bringing it Twitter. Yeah, down that, the line. yeah, I can definitely sense a future. Yes. Podcast Absolutely. about the Vasco era. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, we're going to be enlightened. Us again, more again. so. More, more, more enlightened. More so. With some more um, Australian music. Yeah. Yes, mm. lots more Australian music. Mm. Okay, so, um, you were saying, Michelle, that you was it Icky Thump? Was that your first? Um, white Stripes? Hotel Yorba. Hotel so, Yorba. Um, white Blood Cells. Yeah. Same for you. Same for me. Yeah. yeah. Basically, when Triple J in Australia picked up that song, they picked that up, and then they picked up, fell in love with a girl after that, and that was oh, okay. that was the beginning. It mm. all exploded from there. Which oh. is strange because I really don't enjoy Hotel Yorba at all, which is why I didn't pick White Blood Cells. Okay. okay. I can't enjoy that song I would at probably all. put White Blood Cells up there with Elephant for me. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't heard it in so long that I couldn't tell you how Hotel Yorba goes. So <laughs> I, I know, I know how, yeah, I know well. how Fellas <laughs> Hotel Yorba goes. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So this album was a step, was going back towards their yeah. back catalogue. So I was discovering more of their foundation starting stuff which mm -hmm. yeah I really enjoyed doing that yeah okay. good awesome so just um, I was actually kind of surprised that Michelle nominated this album just Michelle and my musical history is quite intertwined and I've had conversations about the White Stripes with quite a few people who are massive White Stripes fans I'm not a big fan of Meg White's drumming as, as a whole and I know that it the simplicity of it lends itself towards what the band as a whole is trying to do. But every time I'm hearing it and it's just so straightforward behind what Jack's doing, I was like, man, imagine if, and it's not so much like, oh, it's not anything personal against her, but it's like, imagine if he had like a really, really good drummer behind him and they were working together, like they were intertwining stuff more than just her just providing a fairly straightforward backbeat behind it. So I've had people try and tell me, no, that's not right, and you you have to love them, and it's it suits the style, and it, they're together, so you have to work it. And it's like, no, I just I'm just not a fan. Your opinion opinion is valid. <laughs> Thank you. You are fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you are fine. Very good. I often feel the same about some of the guitar, in where I think the for me the guitar lines and the vocal lines could be more interesting, and mm. they're not like they're like yeah. they are. Sometimes I find, I'm like, yep, I get that you wrote a nice little riff, but you don't need to play that for four minutes. And your vocal line <laughs> okay. matches the guitar line, which is something that I've, I think I've mentioned yeah, here yeah. before yes. that I, I struggle with. So yeah. I'm like, the vocals are a different instrument and they should be p like used as such. So if you're going to sing something, it should be a complement to the guitar, not just following the same guitar line. And mm. in the, especially in the early, earlier stuff, it's very much like follows the like if the guitar goes da da da, then the lyrics go and the voice goes da da da. Yeah. I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah, stop I'm it. Now. Done. Yeah, <laughs> stop the it. wash the hands. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And then with the simplified drums, I think for me, the, uh, what I struggled with with this album is because I'd heard the first album and went, that's cute. Yep. Um, that's raw. That's like it sounds like it's recorded in a basement and that's cute but then i was like by the second album expecting them to have like to progressed a lot and it kind of they they paradigm shifted a little with like much more on the blues scale which i thought was interesting but i was like but it's it took them a while to line themselves back up to 
the white stripes brand of this is what we sound like mm. so it was an, it was kind of an interesting um experience because i remember listening to this album and going no i'm done next mm. and, and waited for the hits to come out after that okay. i was like first album it's like yep you're you're fine as you are as a cassette in a in, a, in, a, in an artist's <laughs> house basement yes. but um, yeah then then they became like the big huge like commercial mm. uh, band that they are with and they have that excellent video with Lego pieces in it yep. which is yes so that's that's which the fell in love with a girl yeah, video. yeah, 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 the girl video, yeah. which is one of the finest combinations of yeah. song and video that I've ever seen um, yes. so, so much fun yeah <laughs> it's just absolutely brilliant and um, yeah so good um, but that this was like that bridging stone for me yeah. and yeah. it's like the stepping stone where they don't quite sound like either either or like this album for me was like they're not the raw basement band and mm. they're not the commercial bringing out hits band mm. they're the it's like their development in in between yeah it's like it's i really how they get there i yeah. really wish they had a producer it's really like you you wonder how much like how much different their sound would be if they weren't self-produced yeah be really interesting because i just felt that there's a couple of songs on here that are nice and then but go on for about a minute longer than they need to be <laughs> okay and that whereas there's and i just think that if there was just a producer there that's saying tell me what you want to sound like what you want to feel like someone they gel mm. with they're the ones that enable you to bring out the best and to go well this is this is what you need this is what your sound can be like and then maybe rein that in a bit, especially because they were going for minimalism. I was like, yeah. be a bit more minimal on this one. So just, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was, so it was a really interesting, because it was really interesting listening to this album again and going, oh, yeah. Yep, okay. No, I, st I still feel that. That's interesting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, which is, and, that, and this is from, because yeah. this came, what year did this come out? 2000. 2000. 2000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Or so 99 or 2000, somewhere around. 2000, probably 2000, yeah. Well, it's interesting how you heard June. the first one yeah. and you regressed from Seven Nation Army, is that mm. right? No, the, no, from the one from after this one had, after um, Hotel Yorba. Yeah, Hotel yeah. Yorba. Hotel Yorba. Yeah. And I'm the first one in, first time I heard them all in their entirety. And, and, and you quite polar, flawless and I'm not hearing... It's like, no, yeah, it's, it's really yes. funny. We're yeah. like on opposite, like, yes, like this album spectrum. for me yeah. is like where they, they, they should have kept as their, like, their, like, vanity piece at mm. home and then released the next <laughs> oh, record. But yeah. it was, like, this so was. They, they were, yeah, wow. they were on that trip to the third record, but they yeah. sort of did something yeah. halfway in between. Yeah, and yeah. I, I feel like this was part of their journey and probably a necessary part of the journey, yeah. but it wasn't, it wouldn't be something I'd add to my catalogue. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'd skip straight to from like raw first one yes. straight through to ah uh, give me a hit let me have a little dance yeah. in an indie nightclub and i was i made this decision when i was 15 years old <laughs> wow that's cool and, and you're sticking with it and, yes. and, you're sticking and, with and it. nothing's changed do you know what i forgot i just forgot about it yeah. i forgot the album because when i remember when you sent I don't, yeah. you sent it to us uh, like michelle obviously shared with mm. the rest of us like which album she was going to bring and i was like Oh, this must be one of the newer ones because yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> "Wow, how is that possible? Cool. Yeah. How hasn't George heard this album before? Oh my God, I don't think I've heard this 
which one? <laughs> and then went, oh, I remember. It's that one. That one. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's fine. And I was like, I really want to hear why Michelle. I was like, no, because I know yeah. a, a bit about your music and stuff. Mm. And like, because we know each other in real life. Uh, and I was like, I really want to know how you got to this album. Because I'm like, why would you choose this one? So this has been a really interesting experience. Yes. Yeah, and Grant's just on the sidelines going, fight, I fight. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's all love in here, dude. It's all yeah, love. It's, all love. <laughs> yeah. it's just a really beautiful experience to mm. hear someone come at it with like this much kind of, with this passion. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I, yeah, I love it. I love that you've come at it in this way. And I'm just like, I, can't, I couldn't do it in the same way. It was... So we've got to, um, we're on the clock here, and we've got to make a call and wrap things up. Am I taking it from you then, George, that you, what are, you, what are your, in summary, in summary, flawless or not? I, in the back catalogue of White Stripes, this is my least favourite White Stripes. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm really sorry, <laughs> I, but I really like Michelle, so please don't stop being my friend. Um, but yeah, for me, this album isn't flawless. Okay. Do you want to have a last pitch? Michelle, yeah, in terms well, of your declaration? And for me, it's flawless because it, I love the simplicity of the, the blues influence and the punk all, all, all together. And I don't think they would have got to the third album if, if this album didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So, And I love the third album. It's just I don't think the third album is flawless. So this just feels like the natural foundation on the awesomeness that becomes Jack White. So I'm a huge Jack White fan and I stalk vinyl everywhere now. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, yeah, it's, it's flawless. Cool. Yeah. And necessary in their journey. I think so, yeah. Liam, uh, so your I, views. I, obviously, I've stated my opinion about Meg White's drumming, so I tried to put that aside. <laughs> um, and I did, but I still didn't find it flawless. There's a stretch in the middle, which you've now said was one of your favourite songs. But the run from Sister Do You Know My Name, Truth Doesn't Make a Noise, and A Boy's Best Friends, I just I don't find any of them engaging at all, and I tend to just phase out, and I, I stop paying attention. Yeah. I, I don't get drawn back in again by the last three. And also the weirdness with the first and the last songs that just don't... Mm. Like the second first, the second song and the second last song should be the first and the last song. And oh, okay, is, yeah. Like yep. for a flawless album for me, you've got to have a strong lead out and a strong ending. Yeah. And so that, that idea of that getting both of those wrong and I think what you said about a producer is like a, a person to come in and go no no it's yeah. cool that you want to mess with people's expectations but put your cool song first and your cool song last and sure. we'll see yeah. what happens after that yeah. so mm. I think yeah I didn't quite hit the mark for me so it was okay. a no from me alright and um, my views um, look I thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, would it, is, it is it flawless though I have to say um, it's it's not but it's enticing, and I'm very, very excited to listen to more of the White Stripes, whereas before, to be honest, I thought they were a one-hit wonder in Seven Nation Army, and that was me. Um, I, I, it made me want to listen, and I was very, very intrigued, and I appreciated the variances of the blues, and say the punk, um, Led Zeppelin influence, but it, yeah, maybe a bit jumbled, and, and um, so unfortunately for me, that's, uh, that's a no as well. Um, so that's one out of four, unfortunately, but... We've, we've, we have <laughs> had a go. I love the and, yeah. and um Yeah, we're, we're all, um, we're all uh, thank you for very much for pitching, Michelle. Uh, I'd also like to thank The Edge, which is where we are present and produce this wonderful show. Uh, we do have a Facebook and a Twitter. That's, that's Facebook AMP for standing for a music podcast. And Flawless AMP. Flawless AMP. So Facebook.com slash Flawless AMP. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you again next time.
your mama, then you feel my hand. Give you a punch through that barbed wire fence. When I hit you, baby, I know I'll make no sense. But they used to bring a no job to me. 